This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Hosted by Pastor Matt and Jessica Stahlbaum. Morning Breath starts now. Good morning and welcome to Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. This is day eight of our fasting and seeking God, 21 days of seeking the Lord. We have a devotion that's available online at eccc.us. We're actually covering Matthew chapter 13 today. We're really excited, fired up. We've been uh, just seeking the Lord. We've had some times of prayer in the morning and I don't know, how are you doing, Jessica? I'm good. We actually met at our Vieira property. So our Vieira location, we bought property last year. It's five acres right in uh, the corner of Tavistock and Vieira Boulevard. And so we met there and did worship and prayer at 6.30 a.m. this morning morning. And uh, so if you were part of that, so glad that you came out. If you were not, well, I'm sure we'll be doing it again before we start building. But that process is in the works. You yeah. know, behind the scenes, I have people ask me all the time, when's that building going up? When are you guys breaking ground? Are you actually building a building? You know, and I'm like, yes, we're working on it. It's happening. <laughs> right. We, in fact, we announced the church uh, last weekend and even this weekend that we are going to start the big uh, the building process this year. Yes. Now we haven't released that date yet, but it'll be sooner than later and it'll be here before we know it. And the building will be done. Bef- like it has been a swamp for all of eternity. Yeah. It's never been anything else. Right. But one day, very soon, the first and only building that will be built on that thing will be a church. Yeah. What an incredible opportunity. That's amazing. We're taking swamps and we're turning them into churches. In fact, that's the story of most of Florida. <laughs> we took a swamp and turned it into something, a city, a community, a hospital, a church, yeah. a school. Well, we get the opportunity to be on a pioneering uh, work of God to build a church on land that has been literally a swamp. That's incredible. It's very exciting. Yeah. So like you said, we're on day eight of our fasting, our devotion. We have a 21 day devotion that we have. You, it is not too late to join in. It's Monday. It's a new Mm. week. Join in today. Don't worry about not doing the first seven days, whatever. Today is a new day. His mercies are new every morning and today's the day that you can jump in. So you can get our app, which is the East Coast app, or you can get all this information on our website at eccc.us. And there is also a video. This is the first time we've ever done this, but there's a video that goes along with each devotional. It's the kind of the story behind the story, whatever's been written. And so those have been really cool to watch. I love them. I love seeing the person who wrote it and then just hearing more of their heart because it's it's hard to get all of it from three or four paragraphs. So um, also this coming weekend, uh, we have baptism services. And this is Saturday service. This is our um, all of our services across all of our locations. And I'm very excited for this. Someone who I have been believing for to get baptized for literally decades is getting baptized this Sunday. So I am super excited about that. Yes, me too. I can't wait. Get baptized. It's going to be amazing. There's a sign up actually on our website. If you are interested in that, if you have given your heart to God and you've never been baptized, it says believe and be baptized. So this is your next step. And let me just say our last baptism at uh, that we had, one of them, we've had a few since then, someone from Morning Breath, who is a longtime listener, actually been listening since high school, wow. which almost 20 years, came to church for the first time, came to East Coast for the first time, yeah. and got baptized last year, yeah. and then brought a friend, and it's been coming ever That's since. Amazing. And so if you're sitting there thinking, man, I'm not connected with the church, like, I don't know, like, show up this Sunday to yeah. get baptized. We will baptize you. We would love to be a part of your life, come to one of our campuses, yeah. Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco. Come 
Hang out with us. Yep. Get baptized. Come be a part of it. Yeah, we let le- this be a new day for you. Eleven services in four locations. So hopefully there's a time that works for you. Check it out on our website. And um, if you want to know more about Morning Breath, that's all there as well. If you need a Morning Breath guide and don't have access to the interwebs, then you can call 321-452-1060 to get that information. So we're in Matthew chapter 13, following along with our devotion. And I'll be reading through verse 29. All right. And I'll pick up after that. I must say to you, read. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and was sitting beside the Sea of Galilee. But such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat there positioning himself as a teacher. While the whole crowd stood on the shore. He told them many things in parables, saying, Listen carefully. A sower went out to sow seed in his field, and as he sowed, some seed fell beside the road between the fields, and the birds came and ate it. Other seed fell on rocky ground where they did not have much soil, and at once they sprang up because they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. Other seed fell among thorns, and thorns came up and choked them out. Other seed fell on good soil and yielded grain, some a hundred times as much as was sown, some sixty times as much, and some thirty. He who has ears to hear, let him hear and heed my words. Then the disciples came to him and asked, Why do you speak to the crowds in parables? Jesus replied to them, To you it has been granted to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been granted. For whoever has spiritual wisdom because he is receptive to God's word, to him more will be given, and he will be richly and abundantly supplied. But whoever does not have spiritual wisdom because he has devalued God's word, even when he has, even what he has will be taken away from him. This is the reason I speak to the crowds in parables, because while having the power of seeing, they do not see. And while having the power of hearing, they do not hear, nor do they understand and grasp spiritual things. In them, the prophecy of Isaiah is being fulfilled, which says, You will hear and keep on hearing, but never understand. And you will look and keep on looking, but never comp- never comprehend. For this nation's heart has grown hard, and with their ears they hardly hear, and they have tightly closed their eyes. Otherwise they would see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and turn to me, and I would heal them spiritually. But blessed, spiritually aware and favored by God are your eyes because they see and your ears because they hear. I assure you and most solemnly say to you, many prophets and righteous men who were honorable and in right standing with God long to see what you see and did not see it and to hear what you hear and did not hear it. Listen then to the meaning of the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom regarding salvation and does not understand and grasp it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is the one on whom seed was sown beside the road. The one on whom seed was sown on rocky ground This is the one who hears the word and at once welcomes it with joy. Yet he has no substantial root in himself, but is only temporary. And when pressure of persecution comes because of the word, immediately he stumbles and falls away, abandoning the one who is the source of salvation. And the one on whom seed was sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word. But the worries and distractions of the world and the deceitfulness, the superficial pleasures and delight of riches choke the word and it yields no fruit. And the one on whom seed was sown on the good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands and grasps it. He indeed bears fruit and yields some a hundred times as much as was sown, some sixty times as much and some thirty. Jesus gave them another parable to consider, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while his men were sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds, resembling wheat, among the wheat, and went away. So when the plant sprouted and formed grain, the weeds appeared also. The servants of the owner came to him and said, Sir, did you not sow good seed in your field? Then how does it have weeds in it? He replied to them, An enemy has done this. The servants asked him, Then do you want us to go and pull them out? But he said, no, because as you pull out the weeds, you may uproot the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. And at that time of the harvest, I will say to the reapers, first, gather together the tares and bind them in bundles to burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. Another parable he put uh, forth to them, saying, the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field. 
which indeed is the least of all the seeds. But when it grows, it is greater than the herbs and becomes a tree so that the bird of the birds of the air come and nest in its branches. Another parable he spoke to them. The kingdom of heaven is like leaven, which a woman took and hid in three measures of meat meal till it was all leavened. All these things Jesus spoke to the multitude in the parables, and without a parable he did not speak to them, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet, saying, I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter things kept secret from the foundation of the world. Then Jesus sent the multitude away and went into the house, and his disciples came to him, saying, Explain to us the parable of the tares of the field. He answered and said to them, He who sows the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world. The good seeds are the sons of the kingdom, but the tares are the sons of the wicked one. The enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the reapers are the angels. Therefore, as the tares are gathered and burned in the fire, so it will be at the end of this age. The son of man will send out his angels, and they will gather out his kingdom all things that offend, and those who practice lawlessness, and will cast them into the furnace of fire. There will be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field which a man found and hid. And for joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls, who when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a dragnet that was cast out into the sea and gathered some of every kind of creature, which when it was full, they drew to shore and they sat down and gathered the good into the vessels, but threw the bad away. So it will be at the end of the age, the angels will come forth and separate the wicked from among the just and cast them into the furnace of the fire. There will be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Jesus said to them, have you understood all these things? They said to him, yes, Lord. Then he said to them, therefore, every scribe instructed concerning the kingdom of heaven is like a householder who brings out of his treasure the things new and old. Now it came to pass, when Jesus had finished these parables, that he departed from there, and when he had come to his own country, he taught them in their synagogue, so that they were astonished and said, Where did this man get this wisdom and these mighty works? Is this not the carpenter's son? Is this not his mother called Mary? And his brothers James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas? And his sisters, are they not all with us? Where did this man get all these things? So they were all, so they were offended at him. But Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor, except in his own country and in his own house. Now he did not do many mighty works were there because of their unbelief. Uh, Amen. So the title of this devotion today is It's All Worship. And the key verse that the person who wrote it is verse 44. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure that a man discovered in a field. In his excitement, he hid it again and sold everything he owned to get enough money to buy the field. And I loved reading this devotion. Part of the devotion mentioned this song called The Heart of Worship. And you have a kind of behind the scenes story of this song. And so I'm putting you on the spot, but I would like you to share that because I think it's super powerful. The Heart of Worship? Yeah. Yeah. So um, I actually got to work at the church where Matt Redman, who wrote the song Heart of Worship, 
uh, back in 2000 and 2001 um, in England. Uh, that's where the song was written. And I got an opportunity to work there uh, for during that time and really see what their church was all about. And I kind of became part of the community. But what had ended up happening is that uh, a few years earlier, I believe the song was written in 1999, 1998, mm-hmm. that period. So about two years before I got there, the church had gotten to this point where the pastor was a little frustrated with kind of people's response to worship. They they would say things like, ah, I don't really like that song. Mm-hmm. I don't like the drum beat in that song. That song really didn't touch me. That song really didn't bless me. And he got to this point where he's like, you know, worship is not for you. It's for the Lord. Like he got so strong that he said, we're not doing any more worship songs at our church from the band. The band is not leading us and took the band so off like the stage. So like a Sunday morning, Sunday there would be morning, no worship. There's no worship. Wow. When they were just like our churches today, we have we always have the band up there leading oh, yeah. praise and worship. I mean, it's a huge part of our church. People love our praise and worship. Yeah. We're very strong on it. We we put a lot of our time, energy, and love into it. I mean, Nick, who's hosting the show today, he's part of our he's our production manager. He's part of our worship team. Yep. He plays the drums and he he has been on our lighting board and our sound boards and as well as I. Think Nick, are you in the product or the worship track in our apprenticeship program? I am currently, yeah. yeah. And does that lead you into like leading songs and things like that as well? Yeah, of course. Yeah, so he's a big, you know, he's big into that. I was on our worship team at our church for 10 years. I actually played in England with some of the worship leaders, like Tim Hughes, uh, who wrote All Together, like um, Here I Am to Worship, mm-hmm. rather. So I was like around all these like really kind of epic guys like Mad Redmond and Tim Hughes. And and, uh, and it was released in 99. And I just I, looked it up. Okay. And so you were there in 2000, which yeah, is crazy. right after, yeah. right after. And so they stopped all of this. Like Matt Redman has written probably, you know, 12 to 20 top, top five most sung worship songs. Oh, yeah. Like it, so well known. So well known. And Pastor Mike Pilavachi said, uh, we're not doing this anymore. We're done. Uh, worship's not for us. It's for the Lord. Yeah. So at church today, if you've got a song, sing it. Sing like it it's on you. Oh my gosh. Like, and we're going to stand here and we're not going to let a band lead us. We're not going to let a, a worship leader lead us. In silence. We're going to stand here in silence until one of you brings a song up. Wow. And so then Matt Redman, uh, the worship, the former, you know, the worship leader who was not now leading the church in worship, mm-hmm. wrote the song, The Heart of Worship. Yeah. And some of the words are like, I'm coming back to a heart of worship. Uh, it's all about you. It's all about you. I'm sorry for the things that I've made it because mm-hmm. it's all about you. Yeah. It's all about you. And I'm coming back to the heart of worship. When the music fades and all is stripped away, yeah. that line is actually referred to in their church yeah. when they took away the worship team. It gives me chills. I've heard the story 17 times, but every time it's like it just makes that song come alive. And the song struck a chord in the heart of humanity. Yeah. It's traveled around the world. Oh my gosh, yeah. It's been a strong song for over 20 years. Mm-hmm. Uh now in 21 years people still sing the song oh, in churches. Yeah. It will probably be one of those songs that in 50 years will be sung and could end up being like a like a amazing grace yeah, kind of that's song, what I thought you too. know, where people know it 100 years from now. But the whole point of it is worship is not for us. It's for God. Yeah. 
That's so good. I love that. I love that story. I'll make you say it a 17 more times. Um, so what I love about these devotions is that the people who wrote them actually came up with questions for us to ponder after we read it. They did it, wrote it, did a prayer. And so the first question is, what mundane job or act in your life is the Lord calling you to see as an opportunity to worship him? And just that thought of everything that we do, no matter how mundane, no matter how boring, no matter how unseen it is, is all worship to God. And for me, my answer to that question is just all my normal house stuff, you know, like the cleaning and the cooking and the laundry and all those things. Like if I could change my perspective and look at those things as worship to God, I would have a totally different attitude, a totally different mindset. And I think the follow-up question is how, in what ways can you recognize and pursue the kingdom of heaven in those opportunities? And my answer, I love these questions because it gave me a chance to think about it. Uh, I just need to be thankful. Like if I would just stop and be thankful for the fact that I have a house to clean yeah. and I have clothes to wash yep. and I have kids to feed, have you know, messy, messy children and a messy husband and a yes, messy dog. But and... that means I have all of those things except the dog. I'm not quite <laughs> thankful for him I yet. Snuck him in. <laughs> yeah. So if I was thankful for those, I think that I would just change everything. You know what? Our dog is. He's mm-hmm. a super annoying. Like mm-hmm. we, uh, we are like we want to give him away regularly. Regularly, We're like, like just go, be free into the wild, be yeah. a dog. You know, <laughs> he wouldn't survive. <laughs> he wouldn't. Oh, he is like, he's not a real dog. No. Okay, he's a dog, but he's a French bulldog, and <sighs> French bulldogs cannot survive the wild. No, and our dog cannot survive without our love. Okay, he's really an entitled snobby human. <laughs> Just small and short and to the ground, you know, like he's he looks sometimes he's so human. But the funny thing is he he brings us so much joy and he like we, we love him yeah. and we laugh and he make we can make funny videos with him. And so there are even the little <laughs> things that uh, that are fun with our dog. But, you know, I love that idea that being thankful for things that we have causes us to worship the Lord. Yeah. But then I had this other thought is when you're worshiping God, there's a sense of strength and energy that comes with that. Right. Yeah. So like think about that in church when you really lock into a praise and worship song, uh, you get like something out of that, like Mm -hmm. something. There's a life there. There's a there's an energizing moment like your soul can be uplifted. You're like you can begin to see a vision from God for for things, how they can change and Your your soul can be healed and restored and you Mm -hmm. can find moments of healing. Why wouldn't that be able to happen while you're cleaning? Like if you're going. I'm doing this for the Lord, yeah, right? That's good. And that's now become worship. I, I think that you get God involved in that activity, mm-hmm. and then now you're like, "This is worship." Like I'm, I am cleaning to worship God. Now all of a sudden, it's like I'm going to whistle while I work, <laughs> because as I do this, um, uh, God can speak to me. You know, something that I did uh, when I used to clean the church here back in the day is I always had teaching on, mm-hmm. and I always had worship on. Okay, so when I was teaching, it was like, or when I was cleaning, it was, uh, I was like about, you know, 21, which, you know, the whole iPod thing wasn't a thing then, mm-hmm. you know, like. Did we you didn't have a have... CD player or did you yeah, have we a had... Walkman? Uh, I had CD players. Um, Walkman was more like when I was in junior high yeah. and and, la- and maybe just, just getting into high school, people still had tape players. Yeah. But I mean, my Highlander, my 2003 Toyota Highlander had a tape player yeah, still in it. So did. tapes were around then. My and I we didn't have MP3s available. That was not even a thought. Right. And so I would get 
like teaching from my dad. Like I would go get his tapes that uh-huh. he had back in the day. I would go get CDs from friends because, you know, nowadays you can get like a ten dollar member monthly membership and yeah. listen to unlimited music. But back then, you spent ten to twenty dollars on every uh, CD, yep. and so you would take a CD, and so we would borrow and trade, and and we would and we would grab stuff. And I remember getting like Hillsong when they start like shout to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I remember getting some of the Soul Survivor music, uh, Matt Redman and getting these things. And as I cleaned, I, I turned my attention to the Lord yeah. and it was my job. But I, even in that moment, didn't just say like cleaning is worship. I transformed that moment by actually focusing on God, by, by bringing in praise and worship music, by yeah. bringing in teaching. And I think we can turn a moment into a worship moment by by doing little tweaks, like throwing the Lord into the situation where normally we wouldn't. Yeah. Example, last week we were eating dinner. We've decided we're not going to watch TV except sports during this 21 days of fast. So we mm-hmm. did watch the national championship yeah. and we will watch the NFL playoffs. And we did this weekend. <laughs> but we're not watching TV. And so we're sitting at the table and I just, I, I didn't plan this out. It was just like the Lord through this little question in my heart, I said to my, my eight-year-old daughter and my 12-year-old son, because my other son was at a youth event, mm-hmm. I said, uh, what are you believing God for during this time of seeking God? Yeah. And I said, I'm believing God that uh, I would stop snoring because I've mm-hmm. started snoring recently and it's uh, I've got I had some sinus congestion, congestion. You guys might even be able to hear it in my voice right now. Um, and I'm just like, I don't like that. Like, and so I said, I'm believing God that I stopped snoring. Yeah. And, um, strangely enough, my app only recorded like five minutes of snoring last night. So Praise him. when I, when I did that, which I was like, okay, Lord, I didn't even connect the dots, but yeah. my daughter said, I'm believing for my friendships to remain. And my son Hudson, what did he say? I, I was so off struck by what Adeline said. I like, know me too. I was like, what? He said... What did he say? I don't remember. It was something very sweet, though. It was. We'll have to consider it. It'll come back to me. Yeah. He yeah. said something sweet, and you said something really good as well. We just talked about God for a minute. Yep. And we dinner turned into a point of worship because we put our focus on the Lord. Yep. That's good. so good. I loved verse 12 in this chapter, Matthew 13. Uh, the verse 12, again, says, For whoever has spiritual wisdom, because he is receptive to God's word, to him more will be given, and he will be richly and abundantly supplied. But whoever does not have spiritual wisdom, because he has devalued God's word, even what he has will be taken away from him. And again, I love the Amplified Translation, because it just adds more, so much more depth to the more just amplification to the to the scripture. But just that word receptive jumped out to me. And receptivity to the word of God is the key here. It's not needing to know everything about the Bible or to approach the Bible as a Bible scholar, or it's not even about the perfect life that we are not living. You know, it's all about receptivity. Are we open to his word? Do we trust that it's true? Are we looking to it for guidance and wisdom? Are we seeking to understand? And then it says, if so, more will be given. And then a little further down, verse 13, it says, this is the reason I speak to the crowds in parables, because while having the power of seeing, they do not see. So they had the ability to see. And while having the power to hear, they do not hear, nor do they understand and grasp spiritual things. And I believe that is because of a lack of receptivity. So it kind of goes back to what you said about coming into a worship service and being expectant and being receptive and being open for the Lord to talk to you, to speak to you, to give you visions, to give you hope for your future, to give you direction. All of those things are link back to, are you receptive? Yeah. You know, I, I think when you come to church, you should be expectant. 
And one thing we've been talking about here at East Coast, uh, what is our most important thing that we do at church is we provide places where people can have encounters with God. Mm-hmm. Like that's our number one thing. Like yeah. when you come to church, if I work here, my job is to provide a place where you can have an encounter with the Lord, mm-hmm. like to make it as easy as possible. And yeah. we cannot guarantee that you're going to connect with God, right. but we can we can set the tables the best that we can, that it's easy for you to do that. Mm-hmm. You have to choose to do that. You have to choose to buy into the moment. You have to choose to take a step of faith and you have to choose to worship God. But I know that whatever you give into, you give into the, the spirit, you reap life. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so when you give into praise and worship to the Lord, not every time heaven's going to crack open, but sometimes heaven's going to crack open. Yeah. But every time God is worshiped, yeah. every time you're connecting with him in one way, shape or another. That's well, right. Well, we'll be back in just a second. I got a little thing right here at the end that I want to share with you when we come back. Cool. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. Langston Commercial Real Estate, owned by Scott Langston, a senior commercial broker, has been selling real estate and giving free consultations for over 18 years. Scott Langston will show you the best way to buy, invest, or lease commercial property. 321-403-1111. That's 321-403-1111. Hi everyone, Kevin Barfield here with Barfield Contracting and Associates. We are a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. We're located in Cocoa Village, but we service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. We also offer many discounts, military, senior. As always, we offer free estimates and we appreciate every opportunity that we're given. We're at 454-4531. That's 454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. God bless you. Pineapple Garden Assisted Living Facility, located in the Rockledge Vieira area. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved one is safe and secure. Please visit us today by going online at pineapplegarden.com or call 321-405-CARE. We want to be a church that's focused on God, focused on the people on the inside, and focused on the people on the outside. Love God, love the church, love people, because we're building a life-giving church that lasts. East Coast Christian Center. Join us every weekend, Saturday night at 5.30 p.m. and Sunday morning at 8.30, 10, and 11.30 a.m. East Coast Christian Center is located at 680 North Courtney Parkway, Merritt Island. The Avenue Worship Center. Enjoy a fresh brewed cup of coffee with friends and family. Service times are at 9.30 and 11 a.m. at 85 North Richland Avenue. East Coast Christian Center, Coco. We now have three services every Sunday morning at 8.15, 10 o'clock, and 11.45 a.m. Located at 1855 North Friday Road, Coco. For more information, call 452-1060, extension 100. That's 452-1060, extension 100. Or visit us online at eccc.us. That's eccc.us. East Coast Christian Center, building a life-giving church that lasts. Welcome back to the show. 
This is Morning Breath. That's right. Welcome back. Uh, verse uh, verse 6. Um, the Bible here in Matthew chapter 13 is talking about planting seeds. And then the seeds don't grow because they don't have a root. And I begin to think about how the roots in our life dig deeper into the ground as we worship the Lord and as we spend time with him. God helps us dig deeper roots into the ground. We can have a goal in life, but if we don't have action steps to follow along those goals, they end up having zero root, they take zero effect, and they don't grow. And so if we have a goal to grow with the Lord, when we want to stand up strong for God, our, the roots that hold us into the ground is our worship unto the Lord. Mm-hmm. It's our points where we've spent time loving him, connecting with him, giving him honor, letting him s- seep into the very corners of our heart and the corners of our mind and, and allowing God to just breathe life into us. Much of that happens in our worship to God. Yep. Much of that happens in our reading of the word and our prayer. That's when that's when God r- digs deep down into those things that he's called us to do. And so I would encourage you, if you feel like you have zero roots, start with the simple action step of worshiping God more. In those moments, he will dig deep in your heart and you will be able to stand in the times of testing. That's right. We love you guys. Hope you have a great day. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.